Hello to all our listeners. Today we will be studying Al-Khut Halisa, the sixth chapter. In this chapter we speak about the four types of brothers of a deceased husband that left no children. Four types of brothers um, that, um, in their status um, of towards Yibum, and four types of Zekukot Yibum, four types of wives that their husband died without leaving children. Um, and their different statuses. There are brothers that are fit for Yibum and Halisa. And, how, and there are brothers, there's a second category, the first category we said, and the second category is brothers that are not fit for Yibum or Halisa, and they have no connection at all to the woman that passed away, and she is allowed to marry a foreign person. Another person. There are brothers that are fit for Halisa and not fit for Yibum. And there are also brothers that are fit for Yibum but not fit for Halisa. And now we will see in the following four halachot, the following three halachot, the different types of brothers. In other words, brothers of a deceased husband. These are the brothers that have no connection whatsoever to the Zekukal Yibum. A Seris Hamma is somebody who was from from the date of the day of his birth, the day he saw the Hamma, the day he saw the sun, he was he couldn't have, he couldn't bring children. He was um uh, he was impotent. Anderoginos, anderoginos is androgynous, somebody who has um, both um, male and female reproductive organs. And this is because they have no way, they have no reproductive um, ability, and they didn't have a time in which they had a reproductive ability, so they are not zigukim at all. They are not, fit, they are not at all fit for yibum or halisa, they have no connection to the zigukali yibum. And these following can do Yibum but cannot do Halisa. Somebody who was deaf from birth, somebody who was Shoteh, who was mentally impaired, and a child under the age of 13. Because we don't, they don't have the mindset, the proper intention of Halisa. In other words, they can't have an intention for Halisa. If somebody's mentally impaired, his intention isn't an intention. And a child, until the age of 13, we don't consider his intention to be a valid intention. However, and when a Hiresh does Yibum, because we said he could do Yibum, we just can't do Halisa, he cannot ever um, uh, give this woman a get. Why? Because his relations with this woman when he has once he has marital relations they consider him and her to be um inside a inside a binding relationship however he cannot his gerushin his divorce is not a binding divorce because of his situation and therefore he's there together forever when a child that was nine years old and up who did Yibum, the child under the age of nine is Yibum isn't considered a Yibum because he's not fit for, because his, his um, marital relations are not binding marital relations. However, above the age of nine, if he does Yibum, and by having marital relations, of course, um, he cannot do Girushin, he cannot divorce until he reaches the age of 13, in, in which time he is already considered an adult for those, for halakhic purposes. And the following now, 
This is the, the third category. Can do halisa, but cannot do yibum. Hasifiko, those who are unsure, who are unsure of their relationship or were unsure of their status. For example, somebody who the, the wife of his deceased brother was un, maybe, may have, may possibly be um, an irva on him. In other words, a woman that he is would, would not allow to be in a relationship nevertheless. Or somebody who was castrated in, a, in, in whatever way, whether... And I'm not going to bring the different type of castrations. He was just castrated in a, whatever way. Or an old, very old individual who can, who um, is not fit anymore for having uh, marital relations, and um, therefore he can only do halisa. He can't do yibum because he's yibum. He, he doesn't have marital relations with her that are um, binding marital relations. However, somebody who um, was seris adam, he was castrated by people. In other words, it wasn't. He, he wasn't um, uh, injured or something, but rather somebody actively didn't um, took away his ability to bring forth posterity. And he did yibum. He's not supposed to do yibum lechatechila, but if he did yibum to him, in other words, by having marital relations with her, he did kinyan, it is binding. Because um, he had a time in which he was able to bring forth children, even though right now he cannot, he had a time in which he was able to. However, he must give her a get because he's not allowed to be married because he has no, uh, he does not have the ability to bring forth children. It's somebody who his um uh, he has skin covering his um, reproductive organs, and we don't know if he's a guy, if he's a a male or a female. He also does halisana ibum because he's unsure. We're unsure he might be a male, and if he's a male, he does need to do ibum. However, he might be a female, and then in which case he cannot do ibum or halisa. However, if the skin covering his reproductive his reproductive organ was opened and ruptured, and we see that he is a male, he may do halisa or ibum just like any other male. And the rest of the brothers can do halisa or ibum however they want because they they don't have any special status. Now, in the following. Um, uh, couple of halachot, namely four halachot, we will see the four types of yevamot, four types of women and their status, the two, four categories of women in regard to yibum. Yes, yevamot shehendra wiyot lahalisa o liyibum. There are women, and, and just from now on in this chapter, I'm going to use the word yevama as a woman who her husband died, and this, this has been through the whole chapter, I've been saying a, a, a wife of a deceased husband who left no children, but I will just use the word yevama now. For the sake of ease of um, teaching, so there are yevamot that are that can do both halisa and yibum. There are yevamot that are fit for yibum but not for halisa. And there are yevamot that are fit for halisa but not for yibum. They're not fit, nor, not for halisa, not for yibum, and they have no zika at all. They have no connection at all to the brothers of their deceased husband, and they may marry whoever they want without halisa or yibum. This is the first category: the woman that may do yibum but not halisa. A woman who was deaf from birth and a shota was a mentally impaired woman, and a, a woman who is not mature yet, not, not above the age of twelve. Because they don't have um, a mindset 
to read and understand what they are reading. They are not of age. Um, uh, when a young girl uh, under the age of 12, she, she, we don't consider her intention to be a valid intention. And a girl who was hereshet, who cannot talk to because of her deafness, because she was deaf from birth. Also, she doesn't have da'at, she doesn't have the, uh, the mindset or, or intention when she reads, she can't read. Or, or a mentally impaired woman, a girl also, the same, a woman cannot, we also, is the same thing. However, if a yabam, now these women we said kaduyibum. So if a yabam, in other words, the male of the brother of the deceased husband, he's called a yabam. He wanted to do um, divorce a hereshet, a deaf woman after he uh, with a get after he had marital relations with her. In other words, after doing the the, the yibum, he may do gerushin. And these women may do halisa but not yibum. This is uh, the second category. Yeah. Women that were not allowed by scriptural law, but not, but not a disallowance, um, um, uh, but not a disallowance, which which is punishment is karet or death, like arayot hamurot. Rather, isure lavin, something a disallowance which um, entails within it um, uh, lashing. Veshiniot and shiniot. This is another type of disallowance. Um, or women that are not allowed from Ase, from, from a positive precept. As will be described in Halachayod. And any woman who we are unsure if she is, she, there's a possibility that she was divorced. So we don't know if she, she might be divorced, and therefore we can't do Yibum on her because it could be that she never, never needed Yibum from the get go. Therefore, all these. She does halisa and not yibum because there's a chance that if she was married and divorced, if, if, if this divorce was a divorce, there's, because there's a possibility of divorce, a divorced woman is not allowed to marry the brothers of the husband that she was divorced from. And therefore, if she does yibum, if one of them do yibum on this possibly divorced woman, it is asur, it's alva. Therefore, they do halisa on her because we don't want to um, uh, get this a serious transgression to um, uh, have relations with alva. As I explained. However, a woman that was that was engaged to someone's brother, but we're not sure. It's we're unsure if this was a valid engagement or not, valid kiddushin or not. She is like a regular yibama. Because there's no possible isur arayot. Why? Because only a woman who is possibly divorced will be disallowed on the brothers of her divorced husband. However. If she was only possibly mikudesh, in other words, possibly engaged, which is like a marriage of sorts, here there's no safek airva. There's only the only safek is the only possibility is that she was never married, and then the halisa that they do on her, or the yibum that they do on her, is not a isur Torah. Also, a woman, a, a wife of a um, uh, deaf man. Who their relationship, although they were in a relationship, the relationship was only from the oral law, not from scriptural law. Was and an old woman who was um, not fit for um, to bring kids forth kids anymore. Va'akara or a um, uh, or an impotent woman. 
these are like all the other Yavamot, he may do Halisa, may be do you, because they had a time in which they were able to bring forth posterity. And these are the women that are Peturot, both from Halisa and Yibum. The wife of somebody who was impotent from birth, and an Andir, or the wife of an Andiroginos, somebody who has both male and female. Um, organs, and the woman, the wife of a mentally impaired individual, and the wife of a child, a woman who, um, her um, um, maturing, her um, uh, womanly, uh, her, her maturing, her physical maturing was um, uh, impaired and she cannot get, and get pregnant, and a woman that is that is not allowed to marry the brothers of this, uh, that, that is not allowed to marry the, the brothers of her husband, because there's some sort of connection which um, makes them not allowed to be married with it to her. Because it says that his name should not be cut off from Israel or not erased from Israel. In other words, to bring forth the name. But these two people, they cannot bring forth children anyway. And therefore, we, the wives of these people do not need to be done in Halisa'an. As I explained, these are a species of their own. It says in the Pasuk, and the Bechor, and the um, oldest child in which he will give birth to, um, this Perat La'ilonit, um, this excludes an Ailonit, which is a woman who cannot give birth. Um, from the gecko, uh, shouldn't be, this is a pasuk, and the wife of the death shouldn't be, the wife of, it has to be the wife of somebody, but the wife of isn't considered the wife of them from scriptural law, only from oral law, they're considered to have a certain relationship, and therefore, also, um, she cannot, uh, she doesn't need also, um, it has to be somebody, it says in the Pasuk, and, to t- and he shall take her to him as a woman, in other words, as a married woman, but obviously excluding Irva, a woman who is disallowed to him by scriptural law, um, uh, a serious transgression, because there is no marriage to Isura Irva. Halachatet. In these halachot, in these following three halachot, we will see the different Yebamot um, that are not allowed to be that are not allowed to have Yibum done on them. Kesad, how? Yibama she irva al yibamaha. A woman, Yibama, that is irva, and irva is explained is um, scripturally disallowed in the serious transgression on her Yabam, on the, her brother's, the brother of her deceased husband. For example, that she was the wife of his, of his, of his sister, of his, she was the sister of his wife, or the mother of his wife or the daughter of his wife she becomes um, completely she does not need any halisar yibum and she has no zika on him at all in other words she has no need for yibum as it says in the pasuk and he must take her as a married woman and, and do yibum on her all, and, and obviously excluding a woman that cannot be taken as a married woman because she has no zika, she is she's not disallowed on him from scriptural law a woman that was disallowed on the on the yabam, isur lav isur In isur lav, which is a scriptural law of a less serious transgression of, of a, a scriptural law from a less serious transgression, a impositive um, precept, or isur or from a positive precept, 
or that she was second, which is an even less serious transgression, which is only oral law. She does halisa ibum. Because there was what we call likuhin. Because there's a way in which she could be married to him, although from from scriptural law, although from oral law or from less serious transgression, sorry, from, from there is a way in which she could be married to him, um, even though it's from the Khatahila, she shouldn't be married to him. So that's why she must have be have Halisa done on her. Because Kiddushin, if Kiddushin is done on the Kiddushin is are considered valid Kiddushin, therefore they must do um, Halisa um, in order to be allowed to um, marry somebody else. Continuation of Alachayod. And really, from scriptural law, they needed Yibum because the Yibum is a positive precept. And in any place in which we find a positive precept and a, and a uh, uh, um, uh, 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 impositive precept and uh, the opposite of impositive precept, um, usually the positive precept delays the impositive precept. They made a decree disallowing this because there's a chance, because only the first marital relation, only the first time they have marital relations is considered a misfah from the Torah. However, more than the first time they had marital relations is not considered a misfah, and therefore we are scared that if she has marital relations with him once, they might have again marital relations. This will be a completely sur Torah with no allowance from the Torah, and therefore we say that do halisa, don't do yibum the halisa because they are still have some sort of zika, have sort of some sort of connection from the Torah, um, um, ob- obligating them to do yibum, but. We don't want them to end up doing a isur. We don't want to end up transgressing a this some a something which they're not allowed to do. Therefore, they do only halisa and not yibum. Continuation. Lefichach im abaru baali bimtoha asura mishum lavo mishum ase v'entzalich lomar sheniyah harizekanak inyan gemuru mosiyah beged. Therefore, if somebody transgressed and had marital relations with a yevama that was disallowed on him because of lavo ase or because of some sort of oral or scriptural law that is not a uh, serious transgression, but a, a rather a less serious transgression, which obligates him from scriptural law to have the first to have to do yibum. However, as we said, he was there was a decree of the uh, from oral law from the sages that he shouldn't do yibum. He should only do halisa. But if he did the yibum, nevertheless, the relationship between the, the um, kinyan is a full kinyan. In other words, they are they, they are. Um, uh, Relationship as man and woman is a full relationship, and he must take her out with a get. He must give her a get, a divorce. He must divorce her because he is not allowed to have marital relations with her more than that one time, because any other time would be disallowed from the Torah. It would be a transgression. And she and all of her co-wives are allowed to marry somebody else. Because they were done yibuman like any other woman, and from scriptural law, they are allowed to do to be married. However, a Yabama that was a Almana from Nisuin, she was married to a Kohen, she was married to a Kohen, and he died, and she became a widow. And now her her the her wife's husband her husband of the husband of her deceit the the brother of her deceased husband ended up being a Kohen Gadol, and the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry a widow, a woman who her husband died. If he did end up having marital relations with her, 
she did not um, become allowed to marry anybody else. She did not nifteira, and neither did her um, co-wives. Because the, the positive precept does not delay a positive and impositive precept. There are two precepts here. Um, this allowing a Kohen Gadol to marry a widow. One of them is a positive precept, saying that um, he should marry a woman that is XYZ and excluding a widow. And one of them is an impositive precept, saying he shouldn't marry a woman that is a widow. Therefore, it is two precepts against one precept here, again, two, a positive and impositive precept versus a positive precept, which um, are um, make it so that the Yibum is not considered a proper Yibum. And therefore, and because her um, uh, she, she has to do Halisa in order to allow her co-wives to remarry. In the following um, three halachot, we will see the law of a yevama that was disallowed on her husband at the time of the death of the husband. We'll see what, what has to be done here. A yevama that was irva on her husband. And I'll explain again. Irva means that she was not allowed to have relations with him from, from the scriptural law, and it was a serious transgression if she did. For example, uh, if the husband, if her husband made a mistake, and by mistake took her sister from her father's side. And then he's married to two sisters, and of course he's not allowed to have relations with either of them. And she ended up um, becoming Eva She is not considered his wife. She is not, does not need Halisa, not need Yibum, because the Kiddushin that the husband had on her were not considered valid Kiddushin. However, if she had a co-wife, the co-wife of course must need Halisa or Yibum, even though there is a law that says if one of the co-wives are considered disallowed on the other brothers, then all the co-wives are free from Halisa and Yibum. However, this does not apply here because this woman was not considered the wife of the deceased man from the get-go. We will see a little bit later on that on, on the law of co-wives in a bit, as I described. However, if this woman that was um, considered disallowed on the husband allowed to marry the brother of the deceased husband and the brother of the deceased husband would want it to marry her and do and do you boom on her co-wives he may do so if a woman was disallowed on her husband from a positive precept from the scriptural law but less serious transgression not adva or from a impositive precept, or that she was shenia, that she was disallowed from oral law. However, she was not disallowed on the brother of the deceased husband from one of these disallowances. She may do yibum, and she does not need halisa necessarily, and she could do yibum. Except somebody that remarried his divorcee. After she was remarried, which is a disallowance from scripture from scriptural law, it's not Ayrva, but it's a disallowance, and we and he now after remarrying the divorcee he died, we don't she does halisa and not yibum. Also a yabama that was maybe she had there's a possibility that she's Ayrva on the Yabam or that she is 
Irva on her husband, and Irva says is a serious transgression from the scriptural law. She does halisan yibum lefichach. Therefore, mishiki deshisha besefek kedushin. Ve'halkach metachiv she'ayan osay achotah. Ve'nafilalo liibum she'is afek achot ishto harizoch olese ve'lomit yabemet. Therefore, somebody who did kedushin on a woman, but it was a we're not sure if the kedushin were valid kedushin. There's a possibility that they weren't valid kedushin, and he died. Sorry, and his brother, who was married to this woman's sister, proper marriage, died. And now, of course, somebody who was married to a woman, he cannot marry her sister. This is in Surah Arva. And now, but now, because she was Safek, we're not sure. So maybe he didn't need Yibum, maybe not, we don't know. So he does, um, uh, he does Halisan, this woman, and not Yibum. And he must also um, divorce his wife with a get because of the safek. And both of them are disallowed on him. Because she's safek arva, because she is maybe arva on him, and his arusan is engaged, engaged uh, the engaged woman, sister of this of this yebama. Because she might be Kerovat Halusato, she might be the um, uh, family, the, the close relative of his Halusan. We said somebody that's Halusan, a woman is disallowed on her relatives. These are disallowed from oral law, and therefore we, she, he cannot be with her. So, somebody who his brother died, leaving two women. Which two co-wives, which one of them is disallowed on the brother as Arva, and the other is not Arva. The same way this the one of the co-wives is disallowed, it does not need to do Halisa and Yibum because of her Arva, so also is the other co-wife. There's no Zika in this house at all, the brother does not need to do any it says in the Pasuk and he, the, the, uh, that should build the house of his brother. A house that the brother may rebuild the name of his, of, of his deceased brother in any way in which he wants. And not that he has um, only that he has uh, some woman that he could marry and some that he can't. A house that he cannot marry, that he cannot build, rebuild part of it because he has an, there's an Isur Arva, he, he doesn't have to build the rest of it and, the re, and, and therefore both all co, both co wives may remarry however they want. And furthermore, the co wife of the woman who is Arva on the brother of the deceased husband, she also becomes an Arva. On the on the brother of the deceased husband, and then they both become ervan. He cannot marry both of them. Therefore, Reuben, who died and left behind him two women. We will call the woman Hana and Penina. Um, and I'm using the diagrams, very good diagrams of the Makbili edition. Therefore, Reuben who left behind him Hana and Penina. One of them, Hana, was Arva to Shimon, Reuven's brother, and both of them were fit for Levi. Shimon does not have any connection 
two Reuven's his brothers Yevamot, uh, this um, uh, widows, and both the widows become zekukot Levi. They become Yevamot only zekukot to Levi, and Levi is the one who has to do yibum or halisan. Yibim Levi ha'achat mehen. So he's arat adavas shel Now, if Levi does yibum on one of the wives, okay, and for example, um, the co-wife of that wife which was disallowed on Shimon and Levi had another wife, we'll call her Miriam, and Levi died, and both of the co-wives of Levi fall in front of Shimon, and we said Shimon was disallowed on um, these the wives of Reuven because of Hana'a, which was disallowed on him in Yisur Arva. So Penina, also the wife of Reuven, is disallowed on Yisur Arva. Now Penina goes to Levi because Levi did Yibum on Penina. Now Penina is with Levi. Now Levi dies. And Penina was disallowed by virtue of Hana, which was in Yisur Arva and Shimon. Also, Miriam and Penina, the two co-wives of Levi who passed away, they are also considered to be Yisur Arva and Shimon. And therefore Shimon does not need to um, uh, do Yibum a Halisa on them. Shetehen peturot min a Halisa on Yibum Shimon. Ahad bi pinesh aita sarat arva va shniyam pinesh ish sarat. Taha explain. V'chen adim b'sarat sarat atzuf ha'olam. And this goes all the way forward till the end of the day. So if Levi has a brother, and uh, so so if Levi um, passes away, and they had another brother, let's call him Yehuda, who married Miriam, and Miriam was not connected to Shimon in any way, but but she was connected by virtue of the co-wife of a co-wife. She was disallowed on Shimon by the virtue of a co-wife of a co-wife. She will also be disallowed on Shimon will also be disallowed on Yehuda's wives by virtue of a co-wife of a co-wife of a co-wife, all the way forever. Because any wife that he doesn't have zika and connection to because of a disallowance of the wife of a of a brother um, for Isur Arva, she is. Um, she is disallowed forever. The next two halachot deal with an interesting case of what we call Ahiv When the brother of an individual was born after the date of his death. We'll see here. Also the wife of a brother that wasn't Sorry, also the wife of a brother, the wife of somebody who her brother wasn't yet born. Therefore, I'll explain the halakha. The halakha here says like this, if somebody was married to a woman and he dies, and then after his death, a brother of his was born, a new brother was born. Because the brother, the two brothers never lived together in the same world. In other words, they were never together in, this, in life, alive. So the wife becomes disallowed. Not only she doesn't have to do halisa yibum on his brother that never was alive during the life of her husband, of her deceased husband. She's disallowed on him like in Isur Arva. And therefore the co-wives become peturot. They also become disallowed on him. And... Um, uh, they do not need to re- they do not they, they do not need halisa yibum 
Allah is an kesa. Reuven shemet. Rambam is going to give an example. And, and I don't know if you guys noticed in Chot Yivum Halisa, Rambam he gives a lot of examples for the ideas he's bringing. Some of them are a little complicated, so um, the examples help understand the halachot better. So kesa, how? Reuven shemet ven yachisha. Reuven died, and he left behind him a woman. We will call her Penina. Again, using the diagrams of Makbili, of Rabbi Makbili. Ven afilah lifne Shimon, and this woman Penina. Became the Yabama of Shimon. And after the death of Reuven, now Shimon did Yibum and Penina. And after the death of Reuven, Levi died. Whether Levi was born after the Yibum of Shimon to Penina or, or before the Yibum of Shimon to Penina, the wife of Reuven is Ayrva. Is considered erva and Levi forever because he's eshet achiv shelaya be'olamo. Lefichach imet Shimon ve'nafilal over sarata lifnei Levi shetehin peturot menachalisa menibum. Therefore, Shimon dies after he did yibum to Penina, and let's say his he has another co-wife. We'll call her Miriam, and so Levi does not have to do yibum and Penina or Miriam or Halisa. He's disallowed on them as an isur erva, and both Miriam and Penina go out free. Because their penina is eshet achiv shelo ba'olamon, Miriam is sarat eshet achiv shelo ita ba'olamon, which is also um, she goes out free, a co-wife of a woman who is disallowed, and somebody she goes out free as well. Halachayot het asa shimon ma'amar bivimto eshet reuven umet kodem sheichnos otah harel levi cholis lesaratah velomiyabem. However, if the only relationship between Shimon and the woman we called Penina, Reuven's wife, who was disallowed on Levi by virtue of Eshet Ha'chim if Shimon only did a Ma'amar and he didn't do Yibum on her, and then Shimon died, then Levi must do Halisat to her, and no, obviously he cannot do Yibum because the Ma'amar makes her half, like in, a, in this precarious situation of Hesikinuya, half in a relationship and half not, and therefore she needs to be, and the relationship needs to be annulled, and this could only be done by Levi. A woman who has marital relations outside marital relations with a man, a married woman who has marital relations with a man that she is not married to. And which is called zinat tahat ba'alah berason, and she has witnesses also. She doesn't. She does it berason. She does it willingly, and she does it with witnesses. Okay. And the husband died before divorcing her. He's supposed to really usually divorce her, but he died before managing to divorce her, and she fell in front of a yabam. She becomes petura from halisa and yibum, as well as her co-wives, as though she was erva on the yabam, because in the pasuk it says vehinit ma'a, just like it says on arayot, just like it says erva. So she's disallowed. A woman that is Isha Sotai. Isha Sotai is not, we're not sure if she um, had marital relations, outside marital relations. There's a chance she did. She didn't have Mehamarim, but Mehamarim is an indic, the litmus test to see if she did or didn't. It's in Beta Mikdash, she drinks certain water. Or that she cannot drink the special litmus test water, but rather she needs to do Gerushin, she needs to do divorce. But we don't know for sure. In other words, the case here is that we don't know for sure that she had mar- marital relations outside the outside uh, her marriage. There's a chance. 
then she does halisa bina ibum. Why? Because there is a chance that she didn't have the marital relations, and then she will really have needed halisa or ibum. Therefore, we do only halisa because the ibum is only because the ibum also there's a chance that she doesn't need, and therefore the halisa is okay to do. And nevertheless, the If she had a sarah, the sarah is allowed, and she may do halisa or ibum. A co-wife. And also, two Yebamot that came from the same house, in other words, they were married to the same deceased husband. When one of the Yebamot was disallowed on the, on the, the brothers of the deceased husband, on the Yebamim, um, either from less serious transgressive scriptural law or from oral law, then her, both her and the Sarah and her co-wife are peturot um, from Yibum and Halisa. They do not need to do Halisa or... Um, uh, uh, the, the, the co-wife is muteret and she needs to do Halisa or Yibum. Uh, continuation of Halachakaf. Somebody who does Halisa to a woman that fell in front, that fell in, uh, that has Yibum. And the wife uh, and the sister of this Halusa or her mother. Or anybody that was disallowed on, uh, like a isur alayot. Then he said, he even married his brother, velo isha aheret umet, and she has another, and he has another wife, and he died. And uh, I'll, I'll give the example. For example, I'm going to read the halacha again. Somebody, uh, so somebody did halisa to a woman that was born, that was married to his deceased brother. And her sister, the woman, her sister, or mother, or any Surah Alva of hers, any very close relatives, married his brother. And the brother has another wife. And he died. And now both the wife, who was, there was no really this, and the, dis, and the fa close family relative of this woman that was done Halisa'an, are in front of this person who initially did the Halisa'an, the Yabama'ah. The same way, the same way, the family relative of the woman who did, he did halisa and is disallowed on him, so is her co-wife. Both of them are shaniyot, are disallowed on him from oral law, and they both do halisa. Why did they disallow um, the co-wife of the close family relative of a woman that was that he did halisa on? Because she is like. Sarat halusato. She's like the co-wife of his halusa, um, for the reason explained in halachatetva, because the co-wife disallowance goes on and on and on and on over uh, forward. Halachakaf alif. Shetayabamot abaot mi bayit echad shehad mehen erva alayaba. Two yabamot that come from the same house, and which one of the yabamot are erva on the yabam. Vareha erva elonit. But she is elonit. She cannot bring forth children. Saratah muteret the sara. The co-wife is allowed. However, she needs, uh, she does halisa yibum, ho'il v'ha'elonit and bat yibum, because the, the, the co-wife is muteret, and she must do halisa yibum, because the ailonit, the woman that was irva, that's ailonit, that is, that it cannot bring forth posterity, is not bat yibum, she is no, she doesn't fall under the category of yibum or halisa, it is as though she doesn't exist, as though she, does, she is not in, in this relationship, and therefore, the zikah, the need, is done on the sarah and the co-wife alone. Continuation. Also, if his brother divorced a woman that was Irva on him, or she did Mi'un, Mi'un I explained as if she, after the age of 12, she decided to do Mi'un, 
before he died, or that she died in the life of her husband. And then his brother, and then his brother died. In other words, and then his and then the husband died. Um, the Sarah is muteret. Even though the, the co-wife is muteret of this erva, even though the erva died in the days in the life of the husband, or she did mi'un, or he divorced her, still her co-wife is muteret and she may do hadisa or yibum. And we don't say because she was one time a co-wife of an irva, she becomes disallowed forever. And when we say disallowed, I mean that she does not need halisar yibum. She needs a, she she does um, um, they cannot do halisar yibum on her, and she's completely out. We say she needs halisar yibum because she's allowed to be done yibum on. Um, only disallowed if she's a Sarah of an Irva at the time of the death of the the brother, the husband. In other words, but if, if she's uh, but if she's the co-wife of a man, not at the time. Uh, 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 she's the co-wife of an uh, and then there's a, she's the co-wife of a Isur Irva, and Isur Irva dies before the husband dies. Now she's a co-wife of a regular. She's just a wife of a regular man. Maybe she has other. She's a co-wife of another one, but she's she's just a wife of a regular man. No, we should advise. Therefore, she's a, when when the, if the man dies, then his the brothers of the deceased man must do halisayu boom on her. Halacha kapet aitazo shi advise leyabam mekudeshet leachiv shemet besafek or megoreshet nimenu besafek. This woman who is advise on a certain man was mekudeshet to his brother from safek. Possibly not mikudeshet, or or that she was divorced from him. Possibly, and we're not sure if she was divorced or not. Or that she was a young girl that was able to do miun, but she didn't do the miun in his life because she hasn't reached the age of miun. Even though she did miun on the yabam, in other words, on the brother of her deceased husband. Her co-wives, her co-wife needs halisa, but not yibum because of the safek. Halicha, halicha kaf gimel. Halicha, sarat ha'irva v'nisad le'achayir v'harkach nimsat ha'irva elonit. Halicha, excuse, I'll read again. Halicha, sarat ha'irva v'nisad le'achayir v'harkach nimsat ha'irva elonit. To say hasara mi ba'alaha mi yibamaha u'stichagiet mi ba'alaha v'halisa mi yibamaha k'delah tilah l'shuk. The co-wife of a woman that was irva. That went and married somebody else, and we said that she's—it's considered that she's allowed that she that she doesn't need halisari. We said previously that the co-wife of an arva doesn't need halisari because the woman is arva; she's disallowed on the brothers. And then we discovered that this arva wasn't really an arva, although she was an arva, but she was alonit because she couldn't bring forth children, and therefore she. Really, the co-wife needed halisar yibum. The co-wife must divorce her husband and, or the guy who she, the the, the man, the, the brother of her deceased husband who she did yibum to, and she needs a get. She needs a get, a divorce contract from her husband, and halisa from the yavam. In order to allow her to remarry, halacha kaf dalet yibem ayavam hasara mipenishet demu sheirva elonit. 
ונמצאת הערווה שאינה אלונית, תסמי אבא מהבירת והבלד ממזל. This is an interesting law also, the opposite of the previous law. Yabam did yibum on the Sarah, on the co-wife, because they thought that the a co-wife of a woman that was Arva, because they thought that the woman that was Arva was Ailonit, and therefore the co-wife needed Halisar yibum. That's what we thought. And then they discovered that this Arva, this woman that was Arva, that was the co-wife of, of this woman who was done Halisar yibum on, who was done yibum on, it ends up that she was Ailonit, that she cannot bring forth children, and therefore it ends up that she was not Elonit, and then it ends up that the woman did not need Halisa Yibum, that she was Peturami Halisa Yibum, and she has Yibum now. Now the Yabam, the brother of the deceased husband who did Yibum on her, must do must give her a divorce contract, and the child that they had, unfortunately, is a Mamzer, um, uh, a uh, bastard. Halacha Kafhe, Shelosha Ahim. Shenaim Mehem Nesu'in, Shete Ahayot. Ve'ehad Nasu'in Ukhlit. So this is a confusing halakha. It says like this. We have three brothers that are both married to two sisters. But two of the brothers, let's say the Uven and Shimon, are married to two sisters. We'll call them Chogla and Milka. And they are advot one on, one on, the, the, one on another. In other words, Reuven cannot marry Milka because he's already married to Hogla, who's Milka's sister, so which is Erva. And Shimon cannot marry, sorry, Reuven cannot marry Milka because Milka is Hogla's sister, and Shimon cannot marry Hogla because Hogla is Milka's sister. Okay? And they have a third brother, we'll call him Levi, he's married to Tamar. She's, and it says Nukhrit, we don't mean Nukhrit in the sense of um, Goya, we mean Nukhrit that she is foreign of the family, she's not from the family, she's not from the two sisters. And... The one who was married, the foreign woman, in other words, Tamar, Levi, died. And then, one of the husbands of the sister also died. For example, Reuven died. Okay? Reuven died, leaving Hogla, Milka's sister, behind. Leaving Shimon, having to do Halisa both on Tamar, Halisa Yibun both on Tamar, or Hogla. Now, Shimon, before Hogla died, Shimon had to do Halisar Yibum on Tamar. Now that Hogla died, let's see what happens. So she does Halisa, Halisa shall be done on her, but not Yibum, because she is the co-wife of the sister, of his sisters, of his, sorry, of his she is Sarat Achot Ishto. She is the co-wife of the sister of Shimon's wife. Bezikat Achiv Shemet Acharon. Dia, the brother that died. I'll, I'll, I'll try to simplify it. Because both Hogla, which is the sister of Milka, and Tamar, both near Halisa and Yibum, they become sort of like co-wives in regard to Shimon, who is married to Milka, the sister of Hogla. And then... Tamar, although she's not the sister of anyone, and she could really, in, in, in the ideal situation, could have married Milka, uh, Shimon, because now Shimon has to do Halisar Yibum also on Hogla, he cannot do Halisar, and he can't because she's Arva, she becomes like a co-wife to Tamar, uh, and a co-wife that is Arva, we said, makes the other, uh, makes all the other co-wives not need Halisar Yibum, and therefore Tamar does not need Halisar Yibum, but she does Halisar because... She really needed Halisar Yibum before Reuven died, leaving the sister of Milka 
leaving that sister away, and leaving that sister, so really Shimon should, could have done the Halisa Ayyubun previously, and he didn't, therefore we leave, oh, she, the, the Halisa is done. And more so, even if one of the, 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 the one of the husbands didn't divorced one of the one of the sisters one of the, one of the guys that one of the brothers that were married to the sisters divorced one of the sisters after the person after Levi died leaving the woman that was wasn't from that family and the the divorcer died in other words we have a case a third case here we have here a case in which Tamar, who he said is not one of the sisters of Hogla and Milka. She, her husband Levi dies. And I'm going to read it again just to make things a little bit easier to explain. And even furthermore, even if one of the brothers who was married to one of the sisters divorced the sister, after the person who was married to the foreign woman, in other words, far not not goya, foreign from the not from the family, died, and she was the kukalibum halisa, and then the guy who did the gerushin also died. In a manner, leaving that his div- divorced woman. I'm not sure how this exactly works. I think she might, might have been. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure how this works. So I'm, I'm leaving it in an open question, but in a manner that she needs also halisa yibum. So the nochri, sorry. And the divorcer died. She also does halisa in aibum. Ah, because she was the sarah, she was the co-wife of the sister of 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 of, of the um because she was like the co-wife of one of the sisters, even for a short amount of time before the husband divorced her. She was still like a co-wife for a certain, certain amount of time. And if she does yibum, because if she does yibum now, maybe they'll do yibum also before the husband died, which is obviously not allowed because it's their adva. This was a very difficult halakha. I hope I explained it well. It took me some time to explain. And if it wasn't understood, I would recommend going over it with the Yochai Makbili edition. And if there are any questions on it, I would love to be able to help answer them. I must say it was a difficult to explain halakha. And why do we not disallow this in Nisuin? Why do we only disallow? I'm going to read the full halakha and then explain it. And why didn't we make, why didn't we go here in this previous halakha to the Gezera that we said in previously in Nisuin in halakha of Aleph that if somebody divorced in Arva and died, then her co-wives are allowed to be meyubamot. We can do yibum on them, like was described in Halakha of Aleph, because the isur of Sarat Arva, the isur of the co-wife of an Arva in Nisuin, is known to all, and they do not make, they will not allow the Sarah if 
if he didn't divorce the arva. However, the isur sarat arva However, the isur of a co-wife of a person who was disallowed, who the arva was disallowed from by virtue of a, of the brother that was married to the brother. There was one wife that was married to one brother. This is what we call arva bezika, like in the situation that we described with Tamar Milka and Chogla. That Tamar was married to one man. Chogla was a sister of Milka. And Chogla was married to another man, and Milka was married to another man. And now Tamar is the Zika, has Zika to Chogla, and Shimon cannot do Halisa, or cannot do Yibum and Tamar by virtue of Chogla. But Chogla wasn't married to Levi, she was married to Levi's brother Shimon, Reuben, and therefore it's confusing here, it's a little bit more confusing to people they will forget. The guiding rule here is that this is an easier one to forget. I explained it once. I will not explain it again because it's very. It's a. It's a difficult one to explain and understand fully without looking at the halachot and being and being with halachot. I recommend anybody listening now really look at the halachot and try to understand what I'm saying with the halachot in front of you. And they might end up allowing this sarah, this co-wife. She's not really a co-wife. She's like a co-wife by virtue of the being need, needing yibumer halista from the brother that is married to the sister of the which is Adva and the other sister. This is they might um, allow her to to remarry. Therefore, we don't allow her to do we, we don't um, uh, um, allow her to do yibum. Three men that are married to three brothers that are three married to three women who are not connected by family. So we have, for example, Reuben, Shimon, and Levi are married to Miriam, Sarah, and Tamar. One of them died, for example, Levi died, and then Shimon did a ma'amar on Tamar. In other words, he did kiddushin on Tamar. He gave her something to make her engaged to him. And he died, Shimon died, before um, uh, having marital relations with Tamar. And both of them, both Sarah and Tamar, Sarah the wife of Levi, and Ta- Sarah the wife of Shimon, and Tamar the wife of Levi, who died first, fell fall in front of Reuben. Because the Tamar, the wife of Levi, she has a Ma'amar from Shimon. And therefore, the Uven cannot marry her. He cannot have marital relations with her because of the Ma'amar of Shimon. She can't have two Zikot. She can't have Zikat the two Yebamin. And it ends up that she's married to two dead people in a way. Because she, 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 she was, it, it is as though she was married to Shimon, even though she wasn't. She only had a Ma'amar from him. And Levi. And now the Uven is, is bringing forth the name of Shimon and Levi, and that doesn't work. And Chachamim, in an exegetical manner, said, Eshet Hamet, Lo Eshet Shenemetim. It says in the Pasuk, the wife of the dead, one dead, not two dead. Therefore, a wife of a, that was has zika that has connection to two Yabamim, that, that, that she has somehow, it was as though she was married, like, like, like in the case we just brought. She cannot be done Yibuman because you can't bring forth the name of two Yibamin. You have to bring forth the name of one and not two. There and, and however, this and, and this disallowance is from oral law, not from scriptural law. And why can't he do Halisa to the woman that we said is has is duly connected in this precarious way and then do Yibum to her co-wife? So they don't say that two co-wives that come from the same deceased husband 
Um, one of them could do halisa and one of them could do ibum. We said they can't do. It's either you do the halisa and then all the co-wives are allowed, or you do ibum and then all the co-wives are allowed. Here we have a precarious situation in which you do halisa on one of them and then you do ibum on the other one. It's like you did halisa and ibum on two co-wives, even though really you cannot do that. Therefore, they didn't want the, the hachamim made a decree disallowing this completely. You do halisa on one of them and then you and then the other co-wife is allowed to free. Halakha kaftet. Asa ma'amar bibim tovinatan get ma'amar umet. Somebody did ma'amar on a yibama, that he was that was a gukali yibum, and then he gave her a get for his ma'amar. He dis he undid his ma'amar by giving her a divorce contract, and then he died. She goes back to her heter. She becomes allowed again. Because the ma'amar that disallowed her on anybody else, he canceled it. Now the rest of the brothers may do halisar yibum to her like any other woman. And we described this um, really previously. And one of the earlier halachot of the chapter, probably, uh, um, uh, I think, um, maybe the previous chapter, or the earlier halachot in this chapter, there's a very simple halacha. Halacha lamid. A child, nine years and up, who, we said his um, relations with a woman are binding relations. He had marital relations with his yamama and then died when he was still little. In other words, he died before he reached age 13. To make it to make their binding a binding from scriptural law. And then she fell in front of his she became the Abama of his older brother. She does Halisa, because when the nine-year-old, who wasn't 13 years old yet, had marital relations with her, it is as though he did a ma'amar on her. And we said that you cannot have one person with two ma'amarin. You cannot have um, and, 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 she's, and she's also the Yabama of the previous brother who passed away. And we can have, a person cannot do you boom on a woman that has two zikot, like in this, like here. The first zikah is from the previous brother who died. The second zikah is from the child who had marital relations with her. And now it's as though he has a ma'amar on her. Now the third brother can't do you boom on her. He, rather, he only does halisa. As was explained in therefore. Uh, forget about what I said. Perakia lachayot hayt. That was something else. And then it ends up that she has zikatchen eibam. Therefore, the halisa is then eibum. Alachalam et alef. Misha haysi hashivcha vehaysi habat holin shen kadisha dirubem shtahrira. A woman that was half slave and half free. How could this be? Like a woman that had that had two masters, a slave that had two masters. One of the masters set her free. One didn't. So she's half slave, half not slave. And she didn't kiddushin tereuven. And then she was completely allowed free. Now, when a woman who's half slave is done kiddushin on, the kiddushin aren't fully binding until she um, is fully free, until the other slave owner lets her go free. However, and once he lets her go free, once the other slave owner lets her go free, the kiddushin are binding, and in order for the kiddushim to be, um, the kiddushim are binding, but in order for them to be considered in a full binding relationship, they need he needs to have marital relations with her, and then they are considered fully married or fully mikudeshim. Sorry, but if in between the time where she was set free, she's still mikudeshit, and the time where they had marital relations, somebody else came and did kiddushin on her. Shimon did kiddushin. Now she becomes Safek Mekudeshet, Safek Nat Mekudeshet. We don't know who she's Mekudeshet. It could be that she's Mekudeshet to Shimon. It could be that she's Mekudeshet to Reuven. And then she has to get a divorce contract from both of them. And 
they both died. She is mitiabemet lelevi ve'ena eshet shenemetim kedusha le'uven kedushin and kedusha shimon kelum. You kedusha shimon kedushin and kedusha le'uven kelum. And it's not we don't consider her zikach that she has zikach neiav. I mean, like in the previous two three halachot, but rather we say like this: if she was fully mekudesh to le'uven, then there was no chance that she was mekudesh lelevi. Levi, what he gave the kedushin he did to her were like completely invalid from the gecko. And if she was mekudesh to shimon, sorry, shimon. But if she was Mekudesh to Shimon, we say her, the Kiddushin she had, that Shimon made to her were valid Kiddushin, and the Kiddushin of Reuven were completely invalid from the get-go, and therefore, um, Levi made, has, the, the brother of this deceased husband made do Yibum on her, and the Yibum is binding, and with this we finish this chapter, Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amin